It's been in the plan all along. A plan from beginning to end. That we have been written into by the master architect. Our responsibility to sow where we are with what we've been given to take our place and play our part right now to sow joy, peace, generosity, love, salvation into the fabric of humanity. participation in the plan is our refusal to miss the extraordinary gift to be a part of what he is building. How's everybody doing today, huh? You guys doing good? Good to see you. How about that extra hour of sleep today, huh? If you're attending one of our locations, and uh, man, what a great weekend. We've had some cold weather here in the Jacksonville area, but we're so glad that you're well, uh, with us. I want to welcome all of our locations right now, as well as those watching online. Come on, church, let's give them a big, big hand. Bring them into the experience, and uh, I'm really, really Uh, revved up and excited about this series that we're going to dive into over the next five weeks uh, entitled Legacy. I really believe that God is going to do some great things in our hearts and our families. I believe he's going to bring us into a a real good understandings of, you know, what, what Jesus talked about when he said good works, good works. A lot of times in the Western world, uh, you know, we, we, we're, we're so grace, you know, it's so important understanding this concept of grace, and it is, we kind of don't understand what, what good works really are and how that affects who we are and our community and the world around us. And so I really believe that uh, God's going to do some great things in this series. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to go to the gospel of John, the gospel of John chapter four, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 35, John chapter four, verse 35. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. I want to encourage you, listen, God wants you to live a life that's full of rejoicing. If you look all through the Bible, I'm talking Genesis through Revelations, it is God's plan for you to enjoy your life and really live a life that rejoices in what God's doing in your life and what God is doing in the people and the world around you. So that they may rejoice together. For this saying is true. Everybody say it's true. One sows and another reaps. I've sent you to reap that which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. I want to kick off this first message in our legacy series and I've entitled it, why things are the way they are. Why things are the way they are. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. God, for these next 25 or 30 minutes, I pray for an open heaven. God, I thank you for understanding 
uh, that you're gonna give to us today, Lord, and the encouragement that you're gonna bring to our hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. You know, uh, at this time of year, as we kind of lead up to our, our annual Heart for the House offering in December, I always, I love to reminisce because I'm always kind of looking back and seeing what God's done this year and that it also uh, causes me just to think back about God's miraculous faithfulness to Celebration Church over these last 15 years. Can y'all believe that? Our church is over 15 years old. Come on, give God a hand for that. And uh, I love thinking back to when, to when Celebration just got started. You know, our church, we got started, you know, just a mile or a mile and a half down the road uh, at Jacksonville Country Day School over 15 years ago. So, um, and, and let me just real quick, let me have a show of hands at all of our locations. Anybody still here from the JCDS gym day? Look at all the hands. Uh, listen, if I could build a statue of all of you, I would, okay? And I know even at our other locations, we have people from the JCDS gym days. And if you remember those days, they were, they were just uh, amazing days. You know, when we started the church, we didn't have any money. You know, Carrie and I just sold everything we had. We cashed in all of our savings. Um, you know, we only had seven people on our launch team, which like, you know, now like, you know, I'm part of this huge church planning organization. Like everything that we did, we tell people don't do <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they plan a church. We only had seven people on our initial launch team. Chris and Ashley Brooks uh, were part of that launch team, you know, and so, I mean, I think I was making Chris put things on his credit cards and stuff like that. I mean, it, it was just great times. We were at this gym. We we're putting, uh, you know, plants up on the basketball goals. Our children's ministry had no AC. Our children's ministry was in uh, middle school locker rooms. And by the way, we planted the church in August in Florida with no AC. All right, good choice. But, but you know what we did have? We had the call of God. We had faith and we had the presence of God. And it was that, from that little group of people, after a couple of months, we had like 100 people. We baptized 86 of them uh, in, the, in, the, in the swimming pool there at JCDS. I mean, they were like all new believers almost. You know, they, you know, so no one knew how to worship. No one knew how to tithe. No one knew how to serve. And we just started discipling and really going to work. I mean, I can remember, listen to this. I can remember the first offering at Celebration Church, the first offering, Okay. We took it back to my house and counted it. We didn't know any better. It was like in a black bag. It's like me, Chris, Ashley. That was the whole team. We put it back. I remember we counted. It was $1,200. I thought, oh my God, this is unbelievable. $1,200. I mean, it was like, you know, our church takes in about $300,000 a week now. $300,000 a week. So, <laughs> but do you see? To me at that time, that $1,200, man, come on, we're on our way. We're gonna give some money to the poor. We're gonna buy another plant to put on the basketball goal. I mean, we didn't even have a, we didn't even have a pulpit. We had like a, 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 a music stand and an old one at that, like a bad one that was bent. So I duct tape two music stands together for our, man, I'm, I'm like, man, we might have enough money for like a pulpit. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, if you've been coming to Celebration, there's a joke that really, even though, you know, we have all this stuff really behind the scenes, we're, we're very good at duct tape. 
We're a duct tape church. You, you have no idea. Things that look like they cost a million dollars, I'm telling you, that was $36.50 at Home Depot. Okay, we just know how to... We just know how to fix it up. But God was so faithful and all the locations we moved as we grew and we grew and we grew and we grew. And then finally, just, you know, we're, we're going to be in this in, in, in Orange Park and St. John's and launching those campuses and our global things. And then finally, a couple of years ago, uh, we, this location, we moved in the arena here from our warehouse. Can you believe it? Um, in just a couple of weeks, we'll be two years, two years in the arena here. Yeah, two, two years in the arena. And you know, the land that we got here was just, that was a miracle in itself. When we got this land that was seven or eight years ago, we didn't know that this was gonna end up being the center of the city. Uh, well, you know, the town center was supposed to go here. Did y'all know that? Do you wanna know why the town center is over there and not right here? Because God had this land for us. That's why, that's why. I'll never forget, I was like, God, we have to have land, we have to have a hub, but I just know you've called us to that. And I'll never forget, I was praying one day and I was frustrated and we, we looked at this land, but the people that were selling it said, no, it's already under contract. The, the town center has it and all this, you know, so you need to look elsewhere. And I'll never forget, I was driving and I happened to be driving up towards the land. And uh, I said, God, we just have to have land. And God said, Stovall, where do you think the perfect spot for the hub is of celebration. I said, well, I think it's that land right up here that the town center has. And that scripture came to me that every good and perfect gift comes from, my, comes from our heavenly father above. And right there, I felt like God was saying, that's the land that I have for you, but you need to believe it and you need to claim it. And it just so happened when I drove right past, I, I just claimed it. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe this is the perfect land. This is your gift for us. And you're ready for this. When I got back to the office that day, I had a call and it was the representative. And he said of, of the people that were selling this land, and he said, Stovall, you're not going to believe this. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, I am. I'm about to believe it. <laughs> You're not gonna believe this, but the parties, the town center, and who, whatever corporations and companies were involved in that whole, he, they said that whole thing just blew up. The whole thing just blew up. And the family that's selling this land, I think now is the perfect time. And I think with all that's gone on, I think that they uh, would be very generous and would entertain an offer from Celebration. Come on, can you give God a hand? That's how we got. <clears throat> it was, listen. It was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle. We got this land for a third or probably a fourth of what it's valued now. And uh, God's faithfulness has been so good at all of our locations and in so many ways. And that's why we're excited about, you know, Orange Park having their own land now. And we, St. John's, we're close to uh, having a piece for them. And uh, it's just very, very exciting. But, you know, just in my personal life over these past uh, couple of years, it was real interesting. We moved in um, the building almost two years ago. And just to let you guys know, when we moved in the building, it was a very, very busy season for me personally. I serve on a couple of boards. And on one of the boards that I serve on, there was a, a situation, there was actually a, a moral failure with a pastor. And uh, thank God he's been restored 
uh, since then, not to his church, but to another area of ministry. And it was my responsibility on that board to come in and help a, a very large church back to health. And so I was having to travel over there all the time, um, you know, at least once a month, sometimes twice a month for a long time. And of course, we were moving in this building. I, I kind of overextended my travel with speaking at conferences and things like that. And it was just, man, the speed I was going at was very, very fast. And then um, I tried to take some time off, but you know, our, the, the book that came out at the beginning of this year and all these things, and just to be honest with you guys, what happened to me, I, I kept adjusting my schedule and my calendar and everything, but it wasn't until uh, late spring, early summer this year that I was finally able to settle down and finally just able to seek God and readjust uh, my calendar and my schedule and all those kind of things and really just settle in here at church. And when I did that and started to seek God uh, this summer, man, God began to speak to me like, like very loud and clear, like in some ways that I haven't heard him before and in some ways that I just hadn't heard him in, in a long time. And he spoke three uh, very powerful things to me over the summer. And I'm going to share one of them. I'm going to share all three in this series. I'm going to share one of them with you today. And I want to give you the scripture most of the time, what God does to me, just to let you know how I hear the voice of God, he almost always, there, there's a couple of times that he does, but he almost always brings a scripture with what he's impressing on my heart. And uh, it's, it was right here in Galatians chapter six, verse, verses four and five. This is what God spoke to me. Pay careful attention to your own work and then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Here's what God spoke to me. He said, Stovall, you need to pay careful attention. You need to get all these other things out. You need to start paying careful attention to celebration, to the people in celebration. And to where I'm calling, and he just, and to where I want to bring celebration. And if you don't pay careful attention right now, if you don't stop this speed and settle down and pay careful attention to what I have for the church, you're going to miss out on some opportunities that I have for the church. And so, man, right then, I mean, you, you might have noticed this summer, man, I was here all the time. If you were here this summer, I just settled in and I, and I prayed and, and I feel like that God, he began to show me things and speak uh, things to me. And for the first time, the very first time, I started thinking about like, like legacy, like I, I actually like could stop and rejoice and be like, wow, this is amazing what you've done, God. And we have a platform here. And I started thinking about like legacy, like the opportunity that we have in the city and around the world of what we can leave and what we can impart. And listen, I'm only 45 years old. And a lot of times people say, well, you know, isn't legacy, isn't that like just an inheritance or something? You know, you start thinking about that when you're 65. No, listen, when you're talking about a biblical legacy, Biblical legacy starts the day that you begin to serve Jesus. Let me give you a definition of legacy, in fact, because I think a lot of people don't understand what legacy really is. Here's the definition of legacy. Something handed down or passed on from an ancestor 
or a predecessor from the past, something handed down or passed on from an ancestor or a predecessor from the past. Let me give you the Stovall summary definition of this, okay? What we pass down from who we are. What we pass down from who we are. Now you might be saying, well, isn't it what we pass down from what we do? Yes, but what we do determines who we are. And God has called all of us to leave a legacy. And God has called us in Celebration Church, we're called to leave a legacy, not only for our family, but for our community around us, for our city around us. I wanna let you know, the very few churches have the opportunity to do what we have the opportunity to do over the next 15 years. Very few people have the opportunity to engage, as it says there in John chapter four, to engage in a labor and really see God do some miraculous, supernatural, life-changing, city-altering, world-altering type of things. And I wanna let you guys know, listen, I wanna make a difference with people that wanna make a difference. And I don't care whether you're, you're, you're a single mom and you're, you know, you're waiting tables to get by or you're a CEO or of a Fortune 500 company. God has called you with a purpose and with a destiny. He's called you to be part of a family to make a difference. Watch, right here in Jacksonville, Florida, in Orange Park, in St. John's, right here in this place, in this season, in this generation, he's called you to reap a harvest for him. Look at this scripture in Acts chapter 17, verse 24 through 26. It says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything since he, gives, <clears throat> since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Now look at this. And has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Okay, you wanna hear something heavy? God, before you were ever born, I'm telling you, before the world even began, God predetermined that you would be in Jacksonville, Florida in the year 2014, that you were called, you were predetermined to be here in this city, in this place, in this year to serve God in your generation and make a difference for God. You are not here by accident. You are not here, to, you know, you didn't just kind of move here and go there and this is where you are and this is where you were born or, you know, you took a job over here, so you came over here. Here's the thing, man. No, above all those things, God chose you to be here. God chose you to be part of his church. God chose you to make a distance. You're not here by accident. And watch, God called you, where you're, whether you're here for one year, 10 years or the rest of your life, he's called you to leave a legacy while you're here. If he wanted you in Miami, you'd be in Miami. If he wanted you in LA, you'd be in LA. If he wanted you in Singapore, you'd be in Singapore. If he wanted you of another race, you'd be another race. You're not, you're the race you are, you're the person you are, you have the gifts you are, you have the talent you are. God made you, he loves you. (laughs) 
And too much of the church, what we do is we just kind of mosey around and we just kind of, we're kind of here living, we're here existing, we're here surviving, and God has so much more for us. I'm telling you, a life of rejoicing starts when you understand who you are, that God has you here, and you're going to leave a legacy, and you're going to leave a good one. So what will be your legacy? What will be our legacy? Well, here's the good news. No matter where you are, what you've been doing, or where you come from, you can make a decision, you can make a choice right now that you're gonna leave a positive legacy and you're gonna live a life of rejoicing. And when you stand before Jesus, you're gonna hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And what I'm gonna do over the next five weeks is we're gonna dig into this and we're gonna explore the five laws of legacy. The five laws of legacy. And what I wanna do real quickly here in the kickoff to the series is I wanna give you the first law and kinda set you up for where we're going. Galatians chapter six, verses seven through 10. Verse seven, look, do not be deceived. Everybody hear that? Here's what God's setting up here. Don't take this verse lightly. Read this verse for what it is. Don't be deceived about this. Don't think that your life doesn't matter. Don't think that you don't have power with your choices. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Everybody say whatever. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, everybody say due season. In due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, as we have opportunity, as we have opportunity, that's what you're gonna live today. That's what you're gonna hear ringing in your ears when you drive away from church. As we have opportunity, we have opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially to your pastor. No, especially. <laughs> especially to those who are the household of faith. Here's law number one of the five laws of legacy. We reap only what has been sown. We reap only what has been sown. This is both positive and negative. Okay, now I want you to think about this, okay? Think about current life. Do you realize that, that current life, the current life that we have, our current life, all current life comes from past life or comes from previous life. All of us here today, we are reaping things, not that we have sown, but that others are sown. And all of us are here today and we're sowing into something that we're gonna cause others to reap. We'll reap it too, but we'll cause others to reap what we're sowing into, and that's both positive and negative, okay? So let's talk about some of the positive things that we're reaping that others have sown. Well, here's something obvious and real spiritual. Come on, thank God that our Father in heaven sowed Jesus, so we're reaping the benefits of salvation. Can I have a good amen to that? Isn't that awesome? We didn't sow that, watch. We didn't sow that, who sowed that? Jesus did, right? 
He gave his life. We're reaping all the blessings of grace and all the blessings of God's mercy and salvation and all of that. We couldn't earn that. But what? Jesus sowed that. God sowed his son so that we could have everlasting life. Watch. That's why God could not do this thing, his eternal plan. He couldn't do this thing like, okay, just give us the Bible without Jesus and say, believe in me and have everlasting life. No, it had to be sown so it could be what? Reaped. We reap only what has been sown. Now let's think about the natural. You know why we're able to uh, say what we want, do what we want and enjoy the, the laws of liberty here in the United States? You know why? Because we're reaping what? What others have sown. Our godly heritage, the sacrifice that was made for this country. We're reaping all of those benefits. Our, 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 our founding fathers, how they founded the country. I mean, our common law, our heritage, the laws of liberty, all those things were founded on biblical principles, which is why so quickly America became one of the greatest nations on earth. We're reaping that. People that have sacrificed for themselves in wars and all that to secure our freedom. And by the way, why don't we just give a hand for all of our military personnel right now? Current and veterans. Man, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's that, that's great. We're reaping those things. Those are good blessings. Some of you, you might be, we're all here in Jacksonville. Somebody sowed into building this city. You might have a job at, at a good company. You know what, somewhere, so you're, you're entering into that labor, as Jesus said. Are you following me? And now you're adding to that. So those are the pauses, but, but there's also negatives. The easiest one to identify is what? We were all born into sin, why? Because our dysfunctional dad, Adam, <laughs> our first dysfunctional great to however many grandfathers, Adam and Eve, what did they do? They sowed sin, right? From one man, condemnation came to all. We reap that, right? Aren't you glad for the second Adam, Jesus, who had to come in? And this is a principle, and we're gonna get into this in future weeks. Watch, this is a principle. You can always undo what has been done if it's a negative. As negative has been done, if you're in negative, if you're in a negative situation, you can always undo that and you can get out of that thing so much faster than you got into it. Because watch, here's the great thing about sowing and reaping. When we sow ourselves into a mess, when we behave ourselves into a mess, here's another thing. When our parents, some of you are reaping iniquity and behavioral patterns because of your upbringing, because of your parents or your family or things like that. If, if, if we find ourselves in a mess, watch, we got that there in the natural. But watch this, when you start to come out of it following God and sowing to what is good, now you start to come out of it in the supernatural so you can always get out so much faster than you got in. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? And that's what I'm gonna show you how to do next week. But think about things in our country, same way. So we sowed all those good things, right? But in our country, if we keep sowing uh, uh, um, um, division, if we keep sowing uh, against the sanctity of the home and marriage, if we keep sowing things that are gonna harm our youth, guess what? We will reap it. And we are reaping it. And I'll talk about the younger generation in a couple of weeks. And the sad thing is they're reaping it most of all. And there's great corruption. All the ideologies, you, if you see terror, all those things, you can go to other countries and see poverty and things like that. All that comes from reaping an ideology, 
reaping the, uh, the, the, the bad things of a corrupt government? You see, they're not doing that. They're not reaping that just because they're, it, it has been sown. Are you following me? You only reap what has been sown in your life, in my life, personally and corporately. We reap what has been sown. Okay, so let me give you as we conclude here, I wanna just give you three principles of this law that you reap only what you have sown, okay? We're talking about legacy here. The law of legacy, number one. First of all, there is no lasting legacy without God. There's no lasting legacy without God. I'm telling you, if you are in here today and Jesus is not Lord of your life, if the eternal is not on the inside of you, listen, only what is wrought in God will last for eternity. Now, here's the good news of that. Any good work wrought in God will last for eternity. That's why Jesus made these ridiculous statements like, man, if you just give a cup of water in my name, you will certainly not lose your reward. Look what it says here, Psalm 112, 6. Surely, surely he will never be shaken. The righteous, everybody say the righteous, that doesn't mean you're perfect or anything. That, that, that just means you have a right relationship with God. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. John 6, 27a, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life. So number one, there's no lasting legacy without God. Number two, everyone leaves a legacy. Everyone, you're not exempt. Everybody leaves a legacy. Watch, every single one of us will pass on something from who we are, either positive or negative. I can give you figures here today that have left a horrible legacy. Some of you, your relatives, family members, they've, they've left a bad legacy that you're still working yourself out of. Every one of us will leave a legacy, but you decide what legacy you will leave. You decide if you're gonna live a life of rejoicing by operating in this principle. And the third thing, and this is gonna kind of lead into where we're going next week. A legacy is built by our conduct, not our intentions. It is built by our conduct, not our intentions. Just a reminder from Galatians 6, 7, look, for whatever a man sows, everybody say whatever. Whatever he sows, not whatever he intends, not whatever he wishes, whatever a man sows, that will he reap. And here's the thing, you not only reap it, but others around you will reap it. And this is, what Jesus, this is why Jesus was so uh, passionate and why really like messianic congregations understand this really well. They understand the importance of good works. Everybody say good works. Listen, we're not saved by works, but good works are important. If you listen to Jewish rabbis in the Jewish culture, they have a very solid understanding because of their culture about good works. That yes, yes, if you're a Messianic Jew, and yes, you're saved by grace, works doesn't save you, but watch, your good works, they matter. Church, listen, it matters. It matters more than you think. It matters, but first and foremost, like we think serving blesses others, right? Or, or, or when you do good to people, when you do good to your neighbors, when you, when you do good, when you do good works, okay? Those matter to the people they benefit, right? But man, it matters to you because it, it begins to dictate who you are. It starts to develop your character, 
who you are from the inside out. And really when we talk about what we pass on, we pass on who we are. We pass on our character. Did we have integrity? Did we, did, did we, were we generous? Did we have manners, the simple thing? Were we, were we humble? Did, were, did we love one another? Did we, did we, those things, it, it, it has, it, it, it speaks to who we are. That's why, what did Jesus say? When Jesus came on the scene, what did he, or, or John the Baptist and then Jesus, what they say? It's all about repentance, right? Repentance, what does repentance mean? I'm going this way, I'm sowing in the negative, but you know what, now God is in my life, but it doesn't stop there. Now I've turned to God, repentance is actually an action. That means this. And now I'm gonna start sowing this way. Now I'm gonna start building a legacy that Christ in me and through my good works while I'm here on earth, something can be imparted and passed on that can change my family, my community, and the world around me for lasting generations. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Let me give you this. This is so powerful. I'm gonna give you this and we're gonna close. You sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow an act, you reap a habit. And this is what we talked about in our previous series, The God First Life, or back in September. What Habits, right? Patterns how it's so important, and here's why it's so important. You sow a thought, you reap an act, you sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. So your good works, it's about developing who you are on the inside. We all make mistakes, we all blow it. We all do things like that. But it's your habit, your character, what? Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a legacy. So a character, reap a legacy. And this is what we're gonna get into next week. And I'm gonna show you, watch, how to get out. Listen, I'm telling you, no matter where you are, watch, God is ready to turn your situation around. That's the good thing. If you've behaved yourself into something, watch, okay? The grace of God, his mercy, we enact all of that, his power. But guess what? You can behave yourself right out of it. See, here's what we wanna do in the church. We behave ourselves into something and then we just wanna believe ourselves out. It doesn't work that way. If you behave yourself into something, yes, you believe, but then you behave yourself out through your belief. And the awesome thing is this, you behaved yourself into the natural, but you can behave yourself out in the supernatural and mercy will triumph over judgment. And I'm telling you, God will return to you everything that you've wasted. God will cause all things to work for good. I'm telling you, whether you're five or 50 or 100 years old, you can finish strong and you can deposit what is righteous in your family, in your community, in the world around you. And we're gonna look at that next week. Come on, give God a hand for that. Bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word. Just real quickly at all of our locations, how, would, how many of you would just say this? With a raised hand, you just say, Stovall, from this, from this day forward, I, I'm gonna build and leave a legacy. I, I'm, I'm, I understand the principle of good works. It's about developing who I am. I want you to raise a hand right now. I want you to raise a hand right now. Hands are up all over this room. I'm telling you, this series is gonna change 
your life forever. You're gonna see the, the power of your choices and God, your decisions that have so much weight and benefit. You can put those hands down. How many of you are here at all of our locations? And you'd say, Stovall, look, I'm, I'm away from God today. And I remember what you said. You said, there's no lasting legacy without God. And I, I'm, I'm far from God today. I'm not saying you're a Christian or not a Christian. You just know you're far from God. And today you need to commit or recommit your life to Jesus because you're ready to leave a legacy. Build and leave a legacy. If that's you, you're far from God and you need to commit or recommit your life to, to Jesus today. Would you just slip up a hand wherever you are? I want you to raise it high. It's not for me. It's for God. Yes, yes. Raise it high. Yes, yes, yes. I see those hands. I see them in the balcony. See them down here on the floor. See them in the back right, middle. See a hand over there in the left front. So many hands going up. You're just, you're saying, that's me, Stovall. You can put those hands down at all of our locations. Make sure you raise a hand before we go into this prayer. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say a prayer. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer. I want you to mean it with all your heart. And I'm telling you, it's gonna be the beginning of God doing something great in your life. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sin. Lord, I repent of sowing to that which is negative. And Lord, now I turn to you and I'm gonna begin sowing to that which is positive, to that which has a lasting reward to that where I can live a life of rejoicing. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. I thank you, Lord, for eternal life and your goodness. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together for God. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Our prayer is that it will help you to live a God-first life. For more information about Celebration Church and other available resources, please visit our website at www.celebration.org.